The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman, for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. Hello and welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. Today, we have Jason Allen from... Uh, Pocatello, Idaho. Idaho is my second home because that's I've got a lot of family that lives there, and it's really fun to uh, see somebody else who is from that state. Hello, Jason. Thank you for joining me today. Hello. You're welcome. Now, we met, actually, on this other podcast we both listened to called Two Girls, One Ghost. I love the ghosty, paranormal type of podcast. This is not that type of podcast. It's way more positive and uplifting than just simply ghosts. Um, but, you know, there is some overlap there. So I had put out a call on the, there was a group chat, a group text, and I said, hey, I need stories for this podcast, and Jason was so kind to get in touch. You had some, in, well, I should say, Jason, you're too, you're, in, you're a medium as well. Yes. How long did you know that you were a medium? When did you know that? Um, well, I would have to say, like, actually knowing the term for it, I didn't really discover the term medium until I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I've always known, well, since I was four years old, at least, that I could see things that other people couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was, yeah, it was definitely different. Sometimes trying to tell people, you know, Hey, I, I see this and they just look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Was that hard in school? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. I, I did get made fun of for it quite a bit, you know? Yeah. They used to call me the witch girl, and I did not like that. And it was not in a fun way, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. It's challenging to be bullied for something that it's like, you are you bullied for knowing how to play the piano kind of naturally? Are you bullied for um, picking up tennis really quickly? No. But for this... Yeah, the kids will, kids are kids are bastards. So, um, let's get to it. You sent me some stories. One had to do with the angel of death. Can you tell us about that? Well, with that story, that one happened in 2018, and I was my grandma's caretaker at that time. She had brain cancer she had glioblastoma and they needed someone to take care of her and so I I was like okay I I can do that because you know I don't have a wife or kids or anything so I was like I can absolutely do that so I moved in with her and I was taking care of her it was really tough just watching her deteriorate like that but yeah yeah there when it got closer to the end um, 
I would have to say it was probably about a month before the end. That was when I saw the angel of death and I don't know, it, it caught me off guard a little bit, I guess, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but I had, my grandma was taking a nap and I had just, you know, went and looked in her room and checked on her, make sure she was doing okay. Mm-hmm. And when I was coming back from her bedroom, as I came into her dining room, right at first, I just saw there was kind of like this, I don't know, kind of a black mist, I would say. Ooh. And it was just kind of swirling around a little bit. Well, then it formed into a person. It was a woman. And so then I was surprised because I was like, okay, nobody knocked on the door. I, you know, I would have heard that or I would have heard the doorbell, like the back door's locked. I know no one else was in here besides just the two of us. The hospice nurse had already been there for the day, so I knew it wasn't her. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And then, I don't know, she just almost kind of had a, an intimidating presence, I would say. Intimidating as in dark or imita- uh, intimidating as in like awe-inspiring? Awe-inspiring, I would say. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I can imagine, right? Wow. Yeah. What did you What did you think when you saw that? I, I don't know. I was like, when I saw it, I was, before it had turned into a person, when it was just the mist, I was like, what is going on here? And then when the mist actually turned into a woman, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be interesting. What is this? And part of me was kind of like on guard. I'm like, do I need to do something like try to be protective? Is this something that's going to hurt her? Yeah. And then, but then, you know, I, I never got those vibes from her that she was going to do something to hurt my grandma. But yeah, yeah right at first I was on edge like that. Like, do I need to be protective? Right. Because here is this random person with an imposing presence who is yes. coming in <laughs> associated <laughs> with a mist. And I'm like, mm, what could that be? Yeah. Yeah. And did, so what did you, what did you do then? Well, for a minute, like we just kind of stood there looking at each other and you know, then like naturally, you know, I asked her, I was like, you know, who are you? And she, she told me that she was an angel of death. Wow. And so then I was like, an angel. And she said, yeah, there's more, there are more than one of us. And, you know, which would make sense. I guess most people think there's only one, but it would make sense with the world being so big, there would need to be more than one. Sure. And then, I asked her, like, why was she here? Because I've also been told, too, that, like, someone who, see, if you see the angel of death, that means it's your time. Right. So then I'm like, okay, if I'm seeing it, does that mean me? And she told me, she said, I'm just here to check on her. And, you know, as, as you know, her health is failing and she doesn't have much time left. Right. And so then I was like, okay. So then I asked, I said, so are you here to take her then? And she said, not yet, but she doesn't have much time left. Oh, my God. And then after our little conversation like that, then she 
walked into my grandma's bedroom and she just stood by her bed and was, I don't know, just looking down at her and, and she put her, her hand on my grandma's hand and then she disappeared after that. Wow. How did you feel? I, I was pretty surprised. I mean, I'd only ever heard stories or seen things on, you know, on TV shows about the angel of death, but then to actually like get to meet one, it was quite an eye-opening experience. No doubt. Now, I don't know if you know about uh, Archangel Azrael. Have you ever heard of, of Archangel Azrael? Um, I, I've heard the name. I, I haven't researched on archangels that much, but I, I'm familiar with the name. Yeah. Um, Archangel Azrael, we often refer to as the angel of death. So mm. that is interesting to know that there are others as well that help perhaps helpers or, or just other angels of death. Archangel Azrael is the one who, um, who greets our soul when we cross over. I kind of ah. think of Osriel like the Walmart greeter <laughs> of heaven. <laughs> like, uh, or in Beetlejuice, the, that movie where they hand you the brochure about the yeah. afterlife. That's how I imagine Archangel Azrael. But it helps us when the souls when our souls cross over. So first there's Archangel Jeremiah who comes and helps us do a life review and then passes us off to Osriel to get us acclimated to heaven. It's like, understand what has happened, come to terms with it. But Osriel also helps those who are left behind, helps us with grief, helps us to plan memorials, obituaries, and funerals, and is the ultimate grief counselor. So it's good to know that there are our helpers because this is, you know, like you said, it's a big world and that's an important job. Yeah. Man. So what happened after this visitation? Well, after the visitation, you know, like uh, a couple of weeks had gone by. And <clears throat> again, I went to check on my grandma while she was napping. And this time there were other spirits that were in the room with her this time. Yeah. And she had been telling me before even like months before this happened, she had been telling me that she had been having dreams of seeing her parents or seeing my grandfather and they would come and talk with her in her dreams. And my aunts had said something about it too. They were like, yeah, sometimes when she's napping, cause they had put like a baby monitor in there to, so they just so they could keep an ear on her while she was napping and, they would be like, yeah, we can hear her talking to somebody, but every time we go in there, she's always asleep. We can't see who she's talking to. Mm -hmm. wow. And so this time when I went to check on her, I could see that like standing around her bed, there were her mother and father were there mm -hmm. and my grandfather was there. They were all just, you know, like looking down at her. They were smiling. I, I really think they were, you know, just preparing her for, crossing over yeah and oh, yeah. like kind of to let her know like you know you're not alone we're here we're going to help you through the you know this next stage when you die where you go from there like we're here to help you yeah kind of give a feeling like you're not alone in it sure and so yeah like i 
I saw them all there and uh, my grandfather, he was holding my, my grandma's hand mm. and then he turned and looked at me and he just kind of smiled and nodded his head and then turned back to my grandma and it was really comforting. Like I got from him acknowledging me that way. I just got from him, like, it's going to be okay. Like she's in good hands <laughs> when, it, you know, when it's her time, like we're going to take care of her. And that was comforting. Yeah, absolutely. Just in, that's the, you know, to me as a medium, you probably have this too, that the number one thing that people want to know about their loved ones is, are they okay? Yes. That's the loved ones. That's the number one thing that they want everybody to know too, is I'm okay. Yes. You know, so to know that she was accompanied by her loved ones, her people, you know, when, when, um, when my uncle passed in his, uh, hospice room, his, one of his dogs came and I didn't even know that he had a German shepherd. And then at the funeral, uh, the minister, another uncle, was talking about um, this dog that he had. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Gretchen. I remember that dog. But, yeah, she was there. So n- not even just, you know, people, but our, our pets can – and many pets have told me that I'm going to be there for my person when they cross the Rainbow Bridge, too. Yeah. How did you feel knowing that she had loved ones there to greet her? Um. I, I was really happy for her. It was, like I said, it was really comforting to know that there were going to be people there to greet her. And I was happy for her because I know a lot of people get scared. Like when it gets close to them, their time to die, they get scared. They're like, we don't know what it's like. We don't know if we're, you know, are we going to go through this alone? So it was nice to know that she did have loved ones there who were waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to say, like, my grandma, it's interesting because instead of being afraid to die, like, she she was ready. Yeah. She never, I don't know, when she had got the cancer diagnosis this time, because she had had cancer years before, mm. and she had beaten it, and then now that she had the brain cancer, she was just like, I, you know what, I'm ready, yeah. and she was just going to go with it. And as it got closer to the end, she's like, well, I'm ready. She she just always said she was waiting for the Lord to come and get her. So oh my it, it was different to see that because I've seen other people who were dying and they were scared. And they, you know, because nobody really knows what it's like. And she was like, you know, they were like, oh, we're scared. We don't know what it's going to be like. And my grandma was just so, I don't know, so brave about it. She's like, I'm ready. Whenever he's ready to come and get me, I'm ready to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's how you know that, okay, this is terminal. Mm-hmm. We're not ready. Well, you know, life is terminal, isn't it? I mean, there's, we know that one day this current life we're in is going to stop. It's going to end. Yes. But not knowing. So what do you think is, what do you think is afterward? What do you think we find out when we're, when we pass? Well, I, I think after this, I think you get to find out, um, maybe you get to find out some things about your life that you weren't aware of because you were living your life. 
So maybe there's some things that are shown to you that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't realize that was why this particular thing happened the way it did. Right. And then, you know, like, I, I do think that you get to, you know, see your loved ones and stuff that pass on. Mm-hmm. I, I also like to think that, uh, you know, I, I think you get to choose, you know, like if, if you want to watch over your loved ones, you can. And, or like, if you want to go on to another life, you can, or if you just want to be done, you can like, that's what I think. I think you just get choices like that. Yeah. That's a very comforting thought. You know, I'm, my belief in reincarnation and and subsequent lives is so strong. And as a hypnotherapist, I work with people who've had traumatic other lifetimes and always take them through the death, uh, death scene whenever they have a physical body, unless mm-hmm. it's the current life that they're visiting, but, um, always take them through the death scene and, you know, they come out of that with a feeling of, you know, dying's easy. I've done it hundreds of times before and yeah. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I have a pretty good idea. And that t- just takes that fear away. And maybe even knowing that there is an angel who's going to be there and our loved ones who are going to be there. Yeah. Know that it's going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. It's fascinating to think of. Have you been present with other family members when they passed? No, I haven't. Mm -hmm. I, I have been present, like, right after they have, like, my other grandma, she, she passed away a year later, my mom's mom. And, you know, like I was with my sister, we were the ones who went to her apartment and found her, you know, she passed away. She was napping on her couch and passed away. And we were the ones, my sister and I were the ones who discovered her. So I've been there like right after it's happened. Oh my. Yeah. That's too bad. Was, was she ready to go? Yes. Okay, yeah. You know, I think we do get to a certain point in life and just say, well, done everything I meant to do. There's really nothing left. I'd be good. I would be good. Uh, sad, very sadly, I have, uh, if I can tell this without just breaking down, but I have a dear friend who lives in another country, and um, we met when we lived in the same town, and it's going to be any day for her. She's much younger than I am, and nobody should ever have to have cancer, which is what she's got. And um, I know it's it's not good, um, and it's probably going to be any day now. But it doesn't make it still. We we're sad, right? Um, yeah. She visited me the other night. I I asked to, if I could talk with her. Talk with her, and she she came to me and she said, you know what? I'm, I'm good. It's fine. It's okay. I'm ready to go anytime. She was like, she's in so much pain. And, um, you know, the, even if she were to regain consciousness at this point, it would be quite a slog and, uh, it would be terminal anyway, but she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. She's very peaceful about it, but still hard. Man. Um, so as a medium, or even from your own life, are the, do you have any other stories that you'd be willing to share? 
<sighs> I have to think about that for a minute. I have to think about, you know, because I, I don't know, I have experiences, you know, I've had positive ones, I've had negative ones. I, I got to think of a good, another good positive one. Sure. Yeah, um, I know we discussed briefly on email encounters with goddesses, astral travel, um, helping spirits cross over, encounters with your guardian angel as well. Um, sounds like you've got a lot to draw from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, and since, since you mentioned guardian angel, I, I did have a recent experience with my guardian angel right at the end of last month really and yeah and that one was it was pretty intense i was driving to work and i had gotten on the interstate and i was driving and in front of me there was a suburban that was pulling a camp trailer behind them and it was kind of a windy day and i saw the camp trailer kind of it, it was fishtailing a little bit but not too bad and I was debating I'm like should I pass them because my exit's not that far away you know not that far ahead should I pass them should I just stay behind them and then I could just feel like this hand on my shoulder and in my ear I heard you need to go now oh my gosh and so I was like okay and so I just went with it I pulled out in the other lane I passed them well, then, right after I passed them, I had got into the lane in front of them, and no sooner had I pulled into the lane in front of them than that camper trailer flipped out into the other lane, and then, like, the the wind caught it, and it turned the whole vehicle, all of it sideways, and then they went off the road, and they rolled, and I, like, I was shaking so bad when I got to work. They asked me, they're like, are you okay? Like, what happened and so then i was telling him and i was like that was almost me like five seconds sooner i would have been right next to them and that trailer would have wiped me out and i was like now i know why oh. that voice was like you need to go now oh. Oh. And it was pretty intense and you know i don't i haven't heard i know that the people who were in the suburban the the couple that was in there i know they were injured Thankfully for them, it, where it happened, there happened to be uh, a sheriff's deputy. They were coming down the other side of the interstate. And so then they were able to just cut across the median and get right over there to respond to them. And then they were actually, the hospital was on the hill right above where they had gone off the road. Oh. I haven't heard any more of like, you know, I, I prayed for them. I hoped that they recovered. I haven't heard if they recovered or not, but I was like, well, if if there was anywhere that you could wreck, you wrecked in the right spot because you were able to get the help sooner than like being out in the middle of nowhere. Oh my God. There's a lot of middle of nowhere in Idaho, that's for sure. Oh yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it sounds like their guardian angel was also looking out for them. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so for them to go off the road at that spot to be that close to the hospital and for there to be law enforcement right there to respond right away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, one of the earlier episodes, one of the, maybe the first episode of this podcast, um, Sherry called in with her story of 
she was driving along and she heard this voice, get over to the left. She's like, what? Get over to the left. What? No. She's like, get over to the left now. And then the same, same kind of thing. It was a bicyclist who, um, she came over a hill and there was this bicyclist in the lane where she was supposed to be and she would not have seen them. Uh, this bicyclist must have been a bonehead or something and not driving very, not riding very uh, visibly or responsibly. But, you know, although she would not have been harmed, that would have made for a really bad day if she had hit that motor, that bicyclist. So, oh, yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, can you even imagine to cause that kind of harm, even if it's not your fault? Whew. It would be terrifying, especially oh. like, you know, in her case, she probably wouldn't have seen the biker until she hit him. Mm-hmm. And so then that would have been terrifying. You'd been like, what did I just hit? What just happened? Yeah. I think that would be worse. Like, it would be one thing if you saw them and you were like, well, I can't avoid hitting them. I'm going to hit them. But for them to be, you know, maybe not very visible like that and you just hit them without seeing them, then that would be even worse. You're like, I don't even know what I hit. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a very valid point. So, yeah, angels working overtime. And, uh, wow, I, I'm, I'm so glad that everybody was okay in your story, Jason, because that's what you, you just think, oh, my gosh, you'll be playing, you would be playing that over and over in your head. And while it's scary and you may be having some post-traumatic stress from it, um, not as bad as if anybody had been killed or seriously injured. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now you also work in a hotel. You said that um, is haunted. Yes. Any good stories there? I know this is a an angel podcast, but you know <laughs> the veil is kind of thin there. Any good yeah. haunted stories? Well, in the yeah, in the hotel that I work in, this is actually the second hotel I've worked in that was haunted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would. In the uh, hotel I work in now, I don't know, it's always interesting because, like, when people come and stay, they don't, a lot of people don't realize that they have spirits with them. Oh. Like, I, you know, I, I see those ones. I've been told by my boss not to say anything to people, which sometimes it's hard, but I've been told not to say anything to them because, you know, we don't want to scare the guests or anything. Right. But there was one time that, I was, I was working in housekeeping on this day and there were, we had two different families who were staying, two different funerals that were going on. And one of the funeral parties that was there, I was cleaning rooms on the floor that they were on. And I saw them all out in the hallway, like, you know, they were talking and visiting, they were getting ready to go to the funeral. And I could see in the middle of all of them, there was uh, this older lady and she was looking at him. Turns out she was the one that they were there for her funeral, but she was like looking at him and smiling and everything. Well, then when she saw me and she saw that I could see her, she came into the room where I was cleaning and she wanted me to go and talk to her family. Oh. And that's where it was tough because I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. and I mean she except for the time when they left 
to go to her funeral. She was with me for most of the day. And it was, it was kind of cool because there would be different times. Like I would see one of her family members walk down the hallway and she would tell me different things about the family members who would pass by. Oh my gosh. And there was different things that she wanted them to know. And I was like, Oh, I wish I could tell them because she just really wants them to know she had different things she wanted each of them to know. And she wanted all of them to know that like she was there and that she was doing okay. And I was like, Oh, I wish I could tell them, but my boss told me not to. Oh, man. And so that one, that one was tough for me. I was kind of torn on that one. I'm like, I really want to tell them because she wants them to know. And I feel like they should know, like that would bring them some comfort. Yeah. That's a fine line. Um, I don't know if you know who Mark Anthony is. He's a well-known, well, he's the psychic lawyer and he's an author and mm-hmm. he's from Florida and um, an internationally known psychic. And he, I, I just interviewed him today, like an hour ago for my other podcast. Great guy, hilarious guy, very, very sweet and so smart. But we were talking about um, integrity with readings and, you know, like I'll go to, I, I work at a bunch of different metaphysical fairs. I'll do readings at fairs and things. And I'm shocked when there are psychics who will go up to somebody and just, oh my God, did you know that you've got a dragon with you? Or, oh my gosh, you know that there's this demon with you. Just kind of to approach people like that. It's a fine line. Um, I personally don't because I feel like just because I've got a key to somebody's house doesn't mean I'm going to go in without them knowing. And I feel like it's an invasion of privacy. But, you know, there have been occasions where the loved one is so insistent. Get them this message. Get them this message. Get them this message. So I like how do how do well, of course, at work, you have to do what your, you know, your boss expects of you. But how do you manage that just when you're not at work? Well, when I'm not at work, when I've had things like that happen, Mm -hmm. I always try to be like as polite as I can about it. Like I don't just go up to him and be like, hey, you have a ghost with you. I always try to be polite about it. Yeah. And then like I go up, sometimes I try to start a conversation with them first and then work it into conversation because I would think if you did just go up to somebody and be like, hey, you have a ghost with you, like it is going to throw them off and they're going to look at you like, you know, maybe you need medication or something. (laughs) So I always try to kind of ease into it. I try to start a conversation with them and then I'll work in and be like, okay, so by the way, and then I tell them, and it's actually quite surprising. You would think that more people would just be like, oh, you're crazy. But there's actually quite a few people who actually like are pretty receptive to it. True. I mean, who wouldn't want to hear from their great aunt Sally or their grandma? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does bring us some closure and comfort. And hopefully once we get past the bullying age of, of elementary school and high school, we kind of have a better and more expanded view of the universe, as it were. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that I like your approach of, talking to them and having a conversation first because it is something that you know I feel like as intuitives as mediums we need to you know tread lightly and respect people's privacy and things like that and 
Yeah, I, I'm always getting information about people who are going to break up. And then it's like, oh, why? Why are you telling me this spirit? I don't need to know that. And I'm certainly not going to tell the people. Yeah. Right? Because that's just a huge overreach. Um, yeah. Now, so you do, you actually do readings for people. Yes. Wow. Is that something that you um, do like in a lo- alongside your full-time job then? Yes. And you can do it over the phone or on Zoom or anything or something like that? Yeah. Fantastic. And um, could do? You, would you like to give your you know some some basic contact information? I mean, it's like not your home phone number or your your home address, but some basic contact information. If somebody'd like to contact you for a reading. Well, if somebody would like to contact me for a reading, they can find me on Facebook. They can look up Jason Allen, and my profile picture is a lion's head. Mm-hmm. So I think that would make it pretty easy to to spot. Why a lion? Yeah, then, you know, then they can message me, and you know, we can go from there. Fantastic! Yeah, because Jason Allen is a fairly common name. Yes. No, so why a lion's head? What's that about? Well, a lion's head uh, because uh, most of it's because I was born in July, so I'm a Leo. Oh my God, I am too. <laughs> Leo's rule. Oh, fantastic! So yeah, they can. Um, and then, do you send recordings? Do you? Um, yeah. How how do you work? Like, what kind of readings do you do? And um, how does that work? Oh, I hadn't thought about sending recordings. That's something I'm going to have to look into. But mm-hmm. usually, once somebody messages me, usually then I talk to them. I find out, like, you know, okay, what is it that you're hoping for? Because a lot of people would think, you know, if you're going to a medium, they would think just, you know, something to do with ghosts or hauntings or stuff but sometimes people just want like spiritual guidance or sometimes they have you know just different questions about things like people ask me that you know they want to know something about their aura and so I can tell them that Mm -hmm. so it's it makes it kind of nice I always do tell them like you know if they want to make contact if they're trying to make contact with somebody I always tell them like I can't guarantee anything like this isn't like calling someone on the phone. So I can't, I always tell them, I can't guarantee that there will be, you know, I'll be able to connect to them. Right. Right. They have to want to talk to you. Yes. And have to be available to talk to you. Well, and I, uh, I also find that just because they want their great aunt Sally to come through doesn't mean she's going to, but you know, uncle Bob could. Yeah. 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 Well, fantastic. These are great stories. And, and Jason, I would love to encourage you, if you've, if you've got any others that come to mind or any news stories that come up as you do readings, um, please send them to me at angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. 
please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.